Well, hello, planet Earth, and happy Friday. Yes, everyone, the weekend is almost here. People are ready to get loose. Holiday parties have been in full effect this week. Just remember, it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy, ICYMI, which is, in case you missed it, SMB stands for Small and Medium-Sized Business. For the last 20 years, I've been a consultant for SMBs, a voice, a sounding board for business leaders, helping out wherever I can. I enjoy a consultative approach and using the skills of sharing stories, providing perspective, and creating connection. Every single Friday, you can find me right here, lending what is left of my mind and my voice to a live radio show where I interview SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. In my travels, I've noticed that some of the absolute best thought leadership for SMBs happens on Friday, right about that time we feel the freedom of the weekend coming. However, we're all so anxious to start the weekend, myself included. These crucial pearls of wisdom, they're overlooked, they're forgotten in favor of our fun weekend activities and our freedom from work. Here on Always Friday, we take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity. We discuss popular topics that are on the minds of SMB leaders as well as their trusted advisors. Coincidentally for you guys, my last name means free in German. So nice fun fact for everybody. There is some deeper meaning here. It's not just a play on words, a little bit more thought behind it. The shades are on. People are starting to check out for the year. Let's leave everyone with some impact before 2021 is in the history books. So today's discussion is all about state retirement mandates for SMBs. Tis the season for New Year's resolutions. One resolution that the state of New York has made is to encourage SMB employees to save more money for their retirement. In October 2021, the governor of New York joined a number of other states around the country and signed legislation that requires private sector employers who don't provide a current retirement plan to automatically enroll employees in the New York State Secure Choice Savings Program. So by uh, the end of this month, December 31st, 2021, if a company has been in existence for longer than two years and has more than 10 employees in the state of New York, yet does not offer an employer-sponsored retirement plan, guess what? They need to start offering the state's mandated retirement program to their employees. So unlike the resolution to join the gym in 2022, this is not one that you guys can ignore. SMBs can't you know, ease this one aside. However, they do have options and the time to explore them is now. So SMBs do have a choice on how retirement benefits can be designed for their specific set of circumstances. The opportunity exists to roll out a customized retirement plan before it's time to enroll the company in the state-mandated program. So we have a few guests joining us to chat about this here today. We're going to review the mandate and some available options as the deadline's coming quickly, for some more than others. Again, a lot of states looking at this around the country. And also to get some perspective on the situation as a whole from some of the folks hanging with us today. So has have you guys ever heard the talk is cheap? While we're on talkradio.myc, this is all about not just being talk. The goal here is let's use the insight on the SMB landscape, take it, create some more impact come Monday morning. It is far too often these days where SMBs are focused on the product that's going to help solve all of their problems. The shiny new mousetrap, the magic wand, whatever you want to call it, the new tech, the new app. One consistent thing that I've seen throughout the course of my life is products change every single day in every other facet of our lives, personal, business, it really doesn't matter. There is no substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people first, keeping a focus on the process that is going to help you achieve your goals. You do that, the right products will be there when you need them. I can almost promise you that. Everything begins and ends with the people. And speaking of being surrounded with the right people, I do feel like I'm surrounded here today. We have three guests 
guests joining us to kick around this topic. Great show, great guests. Let's make some introductions. And uh, this time around, I'm going to let my guests introduce themselves. So first up, we have Vinnie Allard, Associate Director of Financial Partnerships at Human Interest, a technology-enabled 401k retirement platform. Vinnie, take it away. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You do have to unmute, though. Studies show that I can't hear you when you're on mute. Thanks, Stephen. I, uh, I appreciate the reminder to unmute there. Uh, as you mentioned, Vinnie Allard with Human Interest. Uh, I serve as our Associate Director of Financial Partnerships. And really what that boils down to uh, for our organization is working with uh, specifically the financial service industry and the advisors within it that are working with small business plans, uh, their owners, and the employees that uh, are employed by them to help design uh, what we like to think is an appropriate benefit for uh, all employees. So that way, regardless of the line of work they're in, they can have a dignified retirement. Uh, I think as we'll talk about, you know, folks are vastly underprepared for retirement. The tools that are out there haven't been right uh, and really look forward to, to digging into the subject today. Awesome. And yeah, we are definitely going to talk about the facts that the people are grossly underprepared for retirement in 20 years of consulting with small, medium-sized businesses. That is something that has kind of reigned consistent. So we're definitely going to dive into that. Next up, we have Anthony Peely, uh, first vice president at Orange Bank and Trust, which is a premier business bank in New York that was founded nearly 130 years ago. So very vintage. Anthony, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks so much, Steve. Happy to be on the show. Um, Banks vintage. I hope to not be myself, but uh, <laughs> as you mentioned, New York, uh, New York State Bank uh, focused on uh, small, medium-sized businesses, municipalities, and nonprofits. Uh, we cover the territories from Manhattan all the way up to Monticello. I like to say, listed on the Nasdaq under the ticker OBT, um, and simple business model. Uh, we provide old-fashioned service, going back 130 years, high-touch, um, combined with cutting-edge technology. And that, that, that model's been working great for us. Awesome. I like, love it. A lot of experience there, but all starting with the people first and you know, going to the end of the cutting-edge technology. We're definitely going to talk a little bit more about the travels here today. And last but not least, we have Eric Goldstein, owner of G5 Insurance Agency, which is based in Narrowsburg, New York, here to give his perspective as not only a New York-based business owner, but an insurance professional who works with other business owners every single day. Eric, take it away. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me. It's, it's nice to be surrounded by, uh, they say in life, to surround yourself with smarter people than you are. And I, I definitely feel like uh, I'm in that company today. Uh, I'm a founding member. We're a lot younger than the Orange, uh, Orange County Trust and Bank. Uh, we were founded in 2018. I'm a founding member uh, of G5 Agency. We're, we're a, uh, what, I, what I like to call a concierge-based insurance agency. Uh, related, we're, we're located in the Hudson Valley, Catskills area of New York. We primarily operate in New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, but we're licensed in, in 15 to 16 states at this point. And, and I think Steve touched on it um, on a great in the beginning that, you know, we are operating with a real personal touch and a commoditized business. Um, and we take pride in, in digging in with our customers, whether it's on the personal or business insurance side. So thanks for having me. That's awesome. And uh, your website as well, Eric, I, I have to put this up there just because uh, you know how I feel everything starts and ends with the people. So you guys are people people. And uh, that is definitely what this is all about. 
So phenomenal to have all you guys here today. Really uh, looking forward to getting some great perspective on this topic and some some real relatable stories that we can we can give to everybody out there. When I tell stories on the show, I do like to sit by my fire pit, if you will. So if you'll indulge me for just a second here, you know, this is a topic that really hits home with me. You know, over the years, a lot of my career has been spent talking about retirement plans with small, medium sized businesses and really encouraging participation. It's one of those things that a lot of times is on a business owner's to do list. But, you know, when you're an entrepreneur and you're really trying to keep the lights on, you're trying to make sure your employees have paychecks and all and all the above associated things that business owners worry about. Sometimes it, it gets put off, just like, you know, some of the some of the thoughts that we might have on our business over the weekend. And this is a, you know a great time to be revisiting this topic with you know everything going on with the state re- retirement plan mandates. It's uh, it almost forces you to think about it. In my travels, I've thought about I've thought about you know finances this way. Working Americans, they want to do two thi- they want to do two things. They want to do three things besides making tons and tons of money. They want to educate their kids. They want to pay their taxes, and they want to retire. And even though retirement is on the list, you know, Vinny's going to get into this in a little bit of his discussion. The statistics on this are really rough. 60% of businesses don't have a plan in place. 100 million Americans don't have any sort of retirement balance to date. And the average American has less than $50,000 at retirement age, which when I uh, first started in really working in the retirement plan industry, I think that number was right around 25, 30,000. So it is getting at least a little bit better. But, you know, I, I think everyone can attest to, especially with our local geography that all of us come from. Well, Vinny's up in Boston, but he does cover a lot of ground with human interest based out of San Francisco. Uh, but, you know, this is you know, it's a very minimal amount of money to, to, for retirement. Things cost more and more every day. So we got to save more. We got to do it sooner. When you have time is on your side, it's a very, very powerful asset. These state mandates are really meant to encourage participation and it's you know even though it's it's motivating the small medium sized business owners in a way where sometimes they might feel like their hand is forced and no small small medium sized business owner likes to feel that way but it's they have to look at their options in more detail most folks that i speak to that are entrepreneurial and have gone into business for themselves they like to do things their own way so as far as when the state or federal government mandates this is how you have to do something if there is an alternative option to do something that is a little bit more custom tailored, that really is a fit for the business, their culture, their employees, their ownership, their family feeling, which is a lot of time, you know, when you're dealing with a, a small, medium sized business, they want to maintain that that really family like feeling instead of feeling like it's part of corporate America. So, you know, a lot of what we're going to chat about today is really you know, customizing an experience for for the business owners that's you know, in compliance with the new mandates that are being passed around state to state. Every state is a little bit different. Vinny's going to go over that in, in some detail today. But uh, that's, there's, there's, there's a lot behind all of this. It's something that a lot of times, again, being researched by the small, medium-sized business owners, now they're almost forced to, to kind of dust off whatever research they've done in the past and take a look at it and you know, just make sure whatever's done from here on out is really in their best interest and in compliance with what the state says that they have to do. Again, for the state of New York, which is where the station is based out of and where I'm, you know, I'm in the metro area, I'm in New Jersey. New Jersey also has a state retirement mandate. By the end of December this, this month, New York state business owners that have 10 or more employees and uh, 
been in business longer than two years, they have to comply. New Jersey, 25 or more employees, and their deadline is March of 2022. So a lot of ground to cover. We have a great crew to cover it with here today. I'm excited. I hope you guys are too. We're going to take a quick break. We will be right back with a whole slew of guests to talk about the state retirement mandates for small, medium-sized businesses. Stay with us. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back, everybody. It's Friday. It's always Friday. It's me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy, but it's definitely not just me. We have three guests with us here today. We have Vinnie Allard with Human Interest, a tech and technology-enabled 401k platform. We have Anthony Peely, first, first vice president at Orange Bank and Trust, uh, based in New York, Middletown, New York. And we have Eric Goldstein, owner of G5 Insurance Agency based in Narrowsburg, New York. So we're going to get into the topic of state retirement plan mandates. We're going to start things off here, which in what is typically the method part of the show, where we talk about the science behind the topic of the day. So Vinny is going to talk to us a little bit about the state retirement plan mandates, actually Human Interest gave a phenomenal webinar presentation last week to bring uh, small, medium-sized business owners and their financial professionals up to speed on what's going on out there. So Vinny, take it away. Thanks, Stephen. And uh, again, thanks for having me on. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head, on the head with a couple different things there in the, in the lead-in before the break. And, and one is you know access and design of the benefit, because I think a lot of times with these state mandates, it's the government trying to help employees or force employers rather to check a box and, and say, okay, well, we did something. 
I truly don't think there's a one size fits all benefit for retirement. And I think if you talk to 10 different financial professionals, they might have 10 different ideas on how to do that. Um, And a lot of the state programs, I think, lack uh, the flexibility and versatility to satisfy a lot of those different uh, items. Uh, You know, on top of 60% of Americans, you know, not having access to a plan, as you alluded to, and only having 50K in savings, uh, the even more shocking factor, and, you know, talk to some of your older relatives, aunts, uncles, whoever they may be, uh, or even some of your peers, you know, what are they worried about when retirement looms? It's, can I pay for my medical benefits? Can I pay to stay in my house and live the same lifestyle that I've been living? And more importantly, am I going to outlive my savings? So, to do that, you can't, you know, succeed on a $6,000 a year max contribution IRA. That's never going to get you anywhere. And I think the important thing is, is just trying to get the attention of the business owners that, you know, they're going in a million different directions, especially once you get down to that 10 employee level. Growing up, my parents were small business owners. They had a five or 10 person uh, liquor store. You know, we call them packies here in Massachusetts. Um, And, that was their retirement plan. You know, most of the time, small business owners aren't thinking about, let me provide this benefit. It's, hey, this is what I'm going to use to to retire myself. So now that the state's stepping in, and and like you said, it's coming very quickly at the end of the year here. uh, Folks in New York have to do something very quickly, and and it's coming in New Jersey, Connecticut, and and 30 other states. Um, So I think there's there's a lot we can do and and discuss today to help educate those business owners on, uh, on their options. So, you know, getting into it a little bit deeper, you know, I, there's there's a couple of trends that you guys outlined in your presentation last week, which, I, again, I thought was phenomenal. And you know, just just like kicking it off about you know, really from the, the employee's perspective, as well as the employer's perspective, you know, there's there's definitely discussion about how employees from, you know, the millennial generation, Gen Z, et cetera, looking at how you know, employers really need to provide the benefits and how they need to educate them a little bit. So let's let's get a little bit into that, because there's there's definitely some motivation aside from the state mandates. Yeah. And and I think, you know, I know when I first got out of college, you know, almost 15, 16 years ago now, which feels like an eternity, the first thing my parents said to me was, do you have benefits? A lot of times now what we're seeing and hearing from, you know, folks that have kids getting out of school, it's not only benefits, but do you have 401k? So I think the shift in mindset that we highlighted on the presentation last week was, you know, the baby boomer generation, they don't quite expect, you know, less than half, I think was a stat, about 40% expect their employer to have some stake in the game, where as you get to the younger and younger generations, they're looking at their employer and saying, no, you you need to provide a solution for me. Um, So with that, you know, obviously the trends in retirement savings and state mandates, that's all going to come into play and really, I think, force the industry to evolve to, to help these small businesses out that have previously been overlooked by the, the bigger platforms that wanted the bigger, flashier plans of assets that, that you can really make money on. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's definitely starts simpler than that. And that's, yeah, again, that's one of the reasons along the way that I became so, so focused on the idea that it's about the people in the process first, not about the product, because there's a number of different platforms out there that provide retirement plans. And really, all of them have a purpose and a spot where they fit. And they're great to play matchmaker with, too. But, you know, what I really like about what what you guys have been doing specifically is not only the thought leadership and educating the business owners and the advisors, but the technology enablement of the platform and being able to deliver enrollment materials to people's phones and get the plan set up with real, real ease. That's huge. 
Yeah, and that's been the whole really idea for our solution, because if you look at human interest and where we came from, you know, this wasn't an overnight idea. You know, we're, where I like to think is a, a solution by small business owners for small business owners, because if we look at our co-founders, Paul and Roger, they back in 2008 had a different, you know, startup digital marketing firm, 12 employees, couldn't find anybody to get them a 401k up and running at a reasonable cost whether it was an advisor where the juice just wasn't worth the squeeze because the technology wasn't there in the retirement platform space yet, or it was a big unbundled provider that just the costs and administrative duties were too cumbersome. So when they looked at the broader market and said, who's having success with small businesses, they found that it was the two big payroll companies. And they've somehow become two of the largest record-keeping platforms as well. And the way they've done that is through integration and automation, which on the surface to these small business owners, they think, wow, simplicity. But then when you factor in, you know, you're one of millions at these, you know, large institutions that they're just trying to capture as much revenue as possible. That's where the thought starts to break down and you see all the dissatisfaction, compliance issues and and a whole host of other things. Uh, And whether it's human interest that someone looks at or, you know, one of the other more tech forward providers that have come about in recent years. I think we're all providing great solutions, whether it's low price point you're looking for someone I think that's a little bit more value oriented like ourselves because we went to market through that payroll integration as well. But we said, hey, we want to integrate with everyone. You know, we saw that as an opportunity because payroll changes on, you know, Stephen, you can probably tell me better than, than uh, the, the facts that I'm uh, reading off of uh, on my side. But I think they quoted as every 12 to 18 months payroll changes. So when you factor that in, business owners, most importantly, and their trusted advisors shouldn't have to change how they run a plan based on who's cutting their checks. So in the last six, seven years, we've amassed a platform that now integrates with over 150 payroll providers, provides an open architecture model for financial professionals to work with their clients and design the the plans that they need. And not to mention, we have the flexibility that goes along with that from a plan design, eligibility, vesting, you know, everything you need inside of your benefit to, to make sure it's right for you as opposed to just, you know, getting some MEP or PEP that you may not be able to customize to your business just to, again, check that box in a maybe a little bit more efficient manner than uh, that state mandated program. Yeah. And you mentioned something very important there. And you talked about it in one of the very many acronyms surrounding this industry and others, you know, MEP, MEP and PEP, multiple employer plans, pooled employer plans are plans that require significantly more complex plan design. And what I what I really like about, you know, the way that you guys are going to market with human interest and, and, the, and the way that you've been conducting business is you recognize the, the spots where you really fit. And, you know, startup plans and working with small, medium-sized businesses, especially that are connected to things like the state mandates, is pretty pretty much exactly where you fit. If somebody is desiring a multiple employer plan or things of that nature, it, it, you, if you were in that conversation, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like you would be like, yeah, that's that's not a fit for, for us and what we're doing, but I'll be, I'd be happy to refer you to another provider that can, that can carry that out. Absolutely. I mean, we we like to think of ourselves as an alternative to those kind of, again, one size fits all solutions that may or may not be, because at the end of the day, with how we've designed our platform through technology first, as opposed to the administratively heavy, you know, hugely people involved processes that a lot of the, you know, traditional financial institutions have been employing for 34 years that have kept, you know, small business owners out of that retirement plan space we've eliminated those hurdles to allow us to to go to market with an affordable platform that because we're technology-based, we're not relying on the assets in the plan. We have a small bookings number or fee to use our service on a monthly basis. 
and a small fee on the participant side on the assets. So that way we're not so concerned with, oh my God, we need this $10 million plan to make all these fees on assets and have all these nickel and dimey type charges because at the end of the day, we want it to be transparent, affordable, and most importantly for the business owner and professionals involved, automated because nobody wants to spend their time in the weeds and making a plan run that is, you know, five employees or, you know, might be a startup, might only have a couple thousand dollars in it, that the lift required historically has been massive. And, and that's why it hasn't worked. So at a perfect intersection of making things affordable and technology enabled, I wanted you to talk for a little bit with everybody. First of all, when, when you institute an employer-sponsored retirement plan, there have been federal tax credits to do that for a number of years now. But now they're, they've actually, in recent years from the SECURE Act, they've actually been enhanced from what they were for years of me talking about this subject. But one thing that I, I you know, I, I recently became aware of and that I think you can speak very well to is coupling that with other ways of getting tech rebates. Some businesses can actually realize tech rebates through this, it looks like, as well. Absolutely. And I think one of the more unique aspects of how we went to market, uh, it wasn't through the traditional channels of contact your advisor or having a huge outbound sales force that was dialing out on business owners. It was really relying on and partnering with the financial professionals, uh, whether it be advisors, insurance uh, associates, benefit brokers, uh, CPAs, or payroll consultants that are working in the trenches with small business owners as their advisors already. You know, we were never going to make it if we tried to go with the big institutional managers that were working with the 30, 40 million dollar plans because they didn't care about the small end of the market. Because, again, the juice historically hasn't been worth the squeeze. So by going to market through a partnership style and integration first, we have all of our clients brought to us as someone else's clients. So it's a true, you know, we're helping our partners grow and build moats around their business to protect it from those all in one providers with the perceived simplicity, whether it's one of the big companies, a PEO or, or some other type of solution. Uh, and the Secure Act's been a great tool. Hopefully we'll see some uh, increased help there with, with uh, the 2.0 version of the legislation that uh, is you know, eventually coming, I'd like to think. And then also we have programs through those integrated payroll providers uh, that we coined a, a term called technology credits. So depending on the size of the business and who their integrated payroll provider is in our relationship, there may be some additional cost savings to either offset payroll uh, costs, human interest costs, or uh, in some cases, a, a direct credit back to the business. Uh, and then that's in addition to other things we do to help offset costs for business owners that may have had the foresight to set up a benefit previously. Uh, if they're on the wrong provider or a provider that you know just doesn't have the flexibility they need, we'll actually credit them back up to $1,500 uh, in deconversion credits that actually help move that plan off platforms that have what I like to consider the, the ransom fee that holds a lot of business hostage. <laughs> yep, definitely familiar with the ransom fees. We're, we're coming up to our next break, and we're going to hear from Anthony at, at Orange Bank and Trust. So you mentioned a number of strategic partners there. For years, I've seen the technology-enabled uh, types of providers, and this is going back over a decade as a very, very viable solution for the for the community and regional banks, especially ones that have have trust company operations to be used as a go to before we flip everything over to Anthony, give us give us a quick thought on that and how we can deliver for, for partnerships like that. Yeah, I think it's a matter of just working with our local field representatives. We're fortunate, unlike a lot of the other small business providers, to have more than 50 different what we call partner account managers in the field, in locales, around the country. Uh, we started with every NFL city and, and have expanded uh, from there. I think we'll continue to expand next year. So uh, really looking forward to, to working with folks, whether it's at the bank, your local insurance agency, or anybody else uh, 
along the path. Awesome. Love it. We're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back with a Dream Team panel talking about state retirement mandates for small and medium-sized businesses. Stay with us, everybody. Howdy. Hey, Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking about state retirement mandates for small and medium-sized businesses here today. In the last segment, we heard from Vinnie Allard, uh, Associate Director of Financial Partnerships with Human Interest, a technology-enabled 401k platform, right now in what is normally the madness segment of Always Friday, you know, giving the artistic observational view of what's going on out there, stories from the field. We're going to hear from Anthony Peely, again, First Vice President at Orange Bank and Trust, a bank that's based in Middletown, New York, 14 branches right around the Hudson Valley, everything from Manhattan to Monticello, as Anthony put it before, but you know, been around for 130 years and can really attest to probably some of the things that Vinny said in, you know, in his segment that we just talked through. But, you know, there's a lot of stories from the field that that you pr- probably have from your personal travels, Anthony, and certainly that that the bank has. But first, to kick this off with you, I know that you oversee a number of the bank's marketing efforts, and I, I can't tell you how much how appreciative I am for some of the recent changes that the bank's marketing has gone through and some of the taglines you put up there because I did steal a whole bunch of them for the discussion here today, and you know they're they're actually really good and really relevant for what I wanted to put out there. So bravo for you and the team. I appreciate that. See, we can't take any credit. We work with the great agency North of Mad, and I've got uh, really good marketers here that uh, that that assist with this stuff. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely do. And it and it shows in everything that's come out as of late. So, you know, this first little topic that I saw was the new normal can't be conquered with the same old service. And 
Yeah, I think this is very relevant as there's a lot of new normals nowadays with what everyone's been experiencing over the last couple of years. But, you know, you talk about a bank that's been around for 130 years as a premier business focused type of bank. There, there's been a lot. You've been through the roaring 20s and the depression. You're at the raging 20s right now. So you know, give us a little bit of, of a history of the bank and you know some some of the stories that go along with that. Uh, well, I wish. Well, I don't. I'm actually proud to say I have no experience with the uh, <laughs> the, the, the the early to early twenties. But um, I, you know, the bank the bank goes goes back quite a ways. And I think what's important um, for us and um, most like your listeners as well. And it seems like you subscribe to the same methodology. If you keep the client as the north star, it all falls into place. And I think through mergers of others of banking institutions and just technology and efficiency. Um, the customer tends to not always be the center of attention. And, um, and, and that's just the key, the secret sauce. And again, we've been able to keep that going for 130 years. And uh, just to, to the listeners that also have businesses, uh, try, to, try to never lose sight that the customer is really what pays the bills and keeps the thing going. So. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, in addition to, to to that, you know, seeing so much over the years, as the bank no doubt has, you know, some of the things that that Vinny was talking about with with some of the state mandates and just some of the generational viewpoints, you know, everything going down, back to baby boomers all the way up through you know Gen Z, which it, you know Gen Gen Y Gen Z comprising a, a lion's share of the workforce. Now you have fifty five million baby boomers retiring at a rate of ten thousand a day. You have. 75 to 80 million, you know, millennials and Gen Z folk that are going out there and and taking on jobs nowadays. The the idea that you know things like the retirement plan are so important to this new generation, you know, it's you know, t- talk to us a little bit about some things that you know even you've seen that you know might have been a bigger priority years ago to to some folks, and nowadays some of the the newer types of business owners and people that might be coming through the bank stores to talk about you know commercial lending or any other products. Yeah, you know, they they might have a little bit of a different viewpoint from previous generations. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, they they actually um they they seem they're more engaged. It's uh, I looked at a study the other day. It's like sixty five percent of the Gen Zers go to YouTube first for financial advice, followed by Instagram. <laughs> right, so um, so they come in informed or or um, wanting to be informed, but. So, regardless of which video they clicked on, um, you know, it, it spans their knowledge, but they, they, they're definitely into it. And one, one of the leading questions and, and what they're looking for is a technology. So regarding like the state mandate, um, I'm not sure what the state platform looks like and how technology savvy it is, but if it's anything like other federal or state programs and, and how that tech runs, I think it's a great opportunity to differentiate your business by, but, going away from what the state's um, the state program and customizing it and with that customization having the tech for, for those employees you know th- this happens at a time when it seems to, for me to be the most competitive time to hire people yeah. and so it, it, maybe spin this as a competitive advantage and be able to offer these employees something a little bit more uh, because you know I'm being out in the field if it's not the number one pain point right now, it's definitely the number two of all small businesses. I can't find the people. I have the work. I can't yep. find the people. And so, you know, if you could pivot, you know, anything that, that that's thrown on you into a, a way to distinguish yourself and, and that serves as a competitive advantage for employees, I, I strongly suggest doing so. 
I, I think that's a phenomenal sentiment, Anthony. And I actually, I, I was talking about this with, with a couple folks as of late. You know, I, I'm all about the noble reasons to start a retirement plan. And a lot of that is, is kind of exactly what you spoke about. You want to attract and retain quality employees. And the, the landscape for that nowadays compared to 30 years ago is, is somewhat different. So, I'm also about some of the more selfish reasons to do retirement plan. And that kind of goes along with the next point that I wanted to kick around with you. And again, very eloquently illustrated on your website. You know, don't just know their, their industry, know their business. So every business that I come into contact with, especially when you're talking SMBs, they have a unique set of circumstances, just like the individual folks themselves. And you know, when you're designing a retirement plan, whether you work with human interest or other types of platforms, when you're a small, medium-sized business, what the goals are of the folks who are in ownership or key employees or management leadership and are running the business, what the goals are for those groups of people almost directly affects how you set up the retirement plan. So you know, talk to us a little bit about this concept, which I, again, I think is a phenomenal sentiment of knowing not just their industry they work in, but their business, knowing what makes them different. Sure. I mean, we, we, we pride ourselves of uh, going under the hood of our clients and we see their financials annually, quarterly. So we, we truly understand definitely the metrics behind their business, but also to your point, the individuals behind. And those individuals have very different goals. Um, you, you know, you can go to one small, medium business in, in the industry and they're just looking to finish out a few years and retire and sell the business. And that is their retirement plan, that business. Go, into, go next door to same industry, same business, new generation is in. They want to re revamp everything, load up the tech, get efficient and, and, and tear the world over. So it's, it's understanding what their motivation is, but then also what, what their finances uh, what would allow them to do and, and the best move for them. Yeah, I, th I think that's great. I love the sentiment, and Vinny alluded to it as well. Of you know, local business owners a lot of times consider their retire their retirement plan to be their business. Here's my business. It's my blood, sweat, and tears for thirty years. I built it up. I'm going to sell it. That's my retirement plan. And it's not that I don't love that story because I do. But if the opportunity exists to create a couple of other retirement plans right alongside of it in the in the guise of your normal business. That's phenomenal. And that, and that comes down to also, you know, the, the, the role that the bank can play with the relationships that they have, you know, looking under the hood and really getting to know the business. The bank can be a consultative engine of growth sometimes, like making connections with other folks, strategic partners, et cetera, that can really help with the, with the strategy end as well. Like really, really getting under the hood and seeing what the next, not, what, not just what the next quarter of business looks like, but the next 10 years of business looks like. And I think that's really big. And it also segues very nicely into the next point that I stole from your website, which is your business isn't just reopening. It's reinventing. And this one I really like because, you know, as of late, there's no doubt businesses had to reinvent some of the ways that they were doing business. And that's something that you can probably attest to, not only with the business relationships that the bank has, but for Orange Bank and Trust itself. The, you mentioned that the company is now public on the NASDAQ, ticker symbol OBT. And that just happened in August of 2021. So talk to us a little bit about some of that reinvention and what that has, has been looking like as of late. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, what an exciting time where we were fortunate enough to go to the NASDAQ and, and ring the closing bell. Uh, oh, look at that. You have, 
there's the picture. Yeah, it was a, just an awesome experience. It uh, absolutely um, pumped up everybody at the talk about motivating and just be, being the, the excitement surrounding that. But on the if there is a downside, higher scrutiny. Um, now the financials have to be timely, like not that they weren't, but you know there, there's a lot of uh, more red tape that that's associated with that. Sure. Um, but it was a an, an awesome experience, and so happy to be it. And going to our retirement. Um, they just rolled out to employees that now be, being being that we're on the NASDAQ, now we could invest to our 401k plan in an actual bank stock. So going going back to you know the mandate, um, it, it's definitely you could it could be positioned as a competitive advantage uh, to engage, to retain um, employees if there's a way. And uh, you know, maybe possibly if the if the end game is to sell out the business, maybe it's a good strategy on a 401k plan to offer some 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 of the stock to to your employees uh, as a retention tool a motivation tool um or may, maybe a way to establish value for for a sale at some point um talk about when you mentioned the consultative approach uh you know a lot of times that if their if their plan if their retirement plan is to sell their business but it's not structured that way because it's all tied to them once they leave the business is worthless um they've got to start planning today to to make that business uh fully operational without them being there because it will garner a much higher value on the street and so when, when you come into the bank we'll, we, we try to implement technology for that um not not have you be the accounts receivable and the accounts payable and and the number one salesperson um, you know, we structure it also a lot of, a lot of individuals come to us and say, you know, I've got a great business. What else can I do? You could permit, perhaps purchase the real estate your business is operating in. And that could be your retirement. The, the actual building is now a separate asset that you operate out of and the, um, and the business itself. Uh, I, those are all awesome sentiments, Anthony. I think it's great. You know, really getting in under the hood and and being more consultative on the the personal as well as wealth uh, business wealth management side. I know you guys have you know branded Orange Wealth Management. You have some some expansion of products and services available and strategic partnerships that are that are being worked on. It's it's just a great time for that. But it's I've always said that anytime there's a macro event like you know, something like a pandemic or some type of sweeping change in rules and regulations. It's it's looked at one of two ways by most people. It's an obstacle to be dealt with, a burden, if you will, or it's an opportunity to really differentiate. And I think you guys are doing a tremendous job you know, differentiating yourselves from other other banks that are that are out there. And it brings me to the last point. We're going to take a quick break before our last segment where we, where we talk to Eric for a little bit. But know the local area and the financial landscape. Orange is a New York-based bank. The state retirement mandate definitely hits home. And you can cater to the needs of local businesses. And it kind of goes to exactly what Anthony was just saying. It's like know the financial landscape. And for each individual, small, each individual and each small, medium-sized business containing individuals, that looks a little different. And it's best to be consultative. Awesome, Anthony. We're going to take a quick break. But we will be right back with the Dream Team panel talking about state retirement mandates for SMBs in just a moment. Stay with us. Join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern for the Mind Behind Leadership, where we focus on what leadership really means to us and to others. We have practical discussions with the CEOs of some of the world's largest companies, owners of small businesses, and experts in psychology and behavior to get that inside track, what to do, what to avoid, and what really happens. Join me, Graham Dobbin, at the new time, 4 p.m. every Tuesday for the Mind Behind Leadership, here live on talkradio.nyc. 
Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking about state retirement mandates for SMBs today. You heard from Vinny Allard, Associate Director of Financial Partnerships at Human Interest, a technology-enabled 401k platform. You heard from Anthony Peely, First Vice President at Orange Bank and Trucks a premier business bank for the last 130 years based in Middletown, New York, everything from Manhattan to Monticello, 14 branches. Now we are going to get into the message part of the show, and we're going to get some messages from a business owner in New York, in Narrowsburg, New York, who also caters to business owners, Eric Goldstein, owner at G5 Insurance Agency. So Eric, I can't wait to hear your perspective on this. Talk to us a little bit. I know you're just in the process of setting up your own new retirement plan for your agency, but uh, I hope you got something out of all the content thus far. But talk to us a little bit about your perspective on what we're, what we're sharing here today. Thanks, Steve. I think uh, I think Anthony and Vinny, you know, just for myself, I can't imagine for your listeners have brought some, you know, great information and perspective, you know, from a business owner, um, you know, somebody that's that's deeply invested in the, in the local and, and, and regional business community. I think they brought some some great information to the table. Um, I think sometimes as a, as a business owner, you know, a lot of us have set our businesses up so we have freedom, freedom of choice, all that kind of stuff. And I think when a business owner hears the word mandate, you know, they tend to freak out a little bit. But um, on the other side of things, you know, we as business owners and, and the people that I interact with on a, on a daily basis tend to be very reactionary. So sometimes, you know, we need that mandate or that, you know, that some that catalyst to really bring, you know, bring something to our to our teams, to our businesses. And I, and I think the mandate, you know, gives us that catalyst, but also kind of gives us some time to, you know, interface with, with, with a company like Human Interest to, to bring something to our team. Yeah, I, I would agree, as as well as you know, some of the business banker types of relationships at, at Orange Bank and Trust. And I would the thought of being a business owner and, and the idea of being reactive. You know, I always say things like it's better to be proactive as opposed to reactive. But you know, I've, I talked about this on a couple of shows this year. And the idea of reactive in general just has kind of a negative connotation to it. You have a chemical reaction, a, an allergic reaction, a bad reaction, an emotional reaction. It's just it all seems to come from a place that's negative. 
you know, having a response is totally different and a, a systematically engineered type of type of approach to dealing with certain things. And, you know, again, something that that we've kicked around a little bit here, surround yourself with the right people, which we have you know great discussion going here with the right people in the room and together execute a great process and you'll you'll get there. You'll get to the right the right type of end game. And I think that's very often something that SMBs and other types of business owners they tend to forget and they they start trying to you know look for everything on the internet and try to make their own interpretation when they could look to to the all the folks here as guides as people look at you as a guide for their insurance needs so talk to us a little bit about you know what you do on a daily basis and some of the types of businesses that you work with and how this type of mandate might even affect them yeah i th- i think anthony and, and vinny said it perfectly you know we're we're all in the people business you know, we're, we're not, none of us are really selling anything that's, you know, that's, we're not reinventing the wheel here, you know, and, and we in the insurance industry always, what we say is as an agency is we're really the peanut butter in the sandwich, you know, we're all, you know, we don't have, we have an intangible product, you know, so all we can really provide to our customer is, listen, we obviously provide them a, a product if, if a loss was to occur, but, you know, we, we really bring to, bring to our clients, you know, our personal um, sophistication, our, 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 our guidance. But I, I think both uh, Anthony and Vinny really, um, you know, hammered at home that they also want some blend of technology and to be able to really have an ease of doing business. So, you know, and I think we all have kind of alluded to it as well. There's, there's multi-generation generational type businesses that are in, you know, in play right now. And I think we're all trying to figure out how to kind of bridge the gap. I'm, I'm guess what you would call middle-aged at this point. So, you know, a lot of the times we're working in between two generations, you know, and, and, and I think Anthony alluded to it very well. You know, he said, you know, you have one, you have the, the, the people that have built this business for 30 years that are getting older and they have different, you know, goals when it comes to insurance or their financial planning or how they treat their team. Um, that type of thing. And then you have the, the next generation coming through. And, and, and how do you really, you know, kind of bridge that gap? Yeah, it's it's very important point. And it's you know, sometimes it's actually there's classes that are taught about this out in, out in travels out there. I remember taking one that was you know, through through the insurance industry years ago. And it talked about the idea. I think this is actually an interesting point that a lot of the newer generation likes it you know, more simplified and kind of kind of delivered in a, in a fashion that's almost like the story of Goldilocks, where it's like, too, here's too hot, here's too cold, and here's just right. And then they go with just right. What's interesting, though, is, you know, again, b- b- the technology piece bringing everybody together. The, couple, the last couple of years, people have become significantly more technology dependent and enabled. And that's it's 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 actually changed the way that a lot of even other generations like getting to more of the Gen X and baby boomers some of them are more receptive even to taking in information the ways that the millennials and Gen Z folk are so it's you know it really does help to connect all of all, like all of the above i i love the i love the point yeah and i think if you thought you know if you think back 15 i mean we're a little off topic here but if you think back 15 20 years ago did anybody think we'd be selling or you know introducing our products via youtube or instagram or anything like that i mean it's just which is great the customer the client does come to you initially probably um, a little better better educated you don't have to start from the ground but they also have some preconceived notions on how you know how they think the product and process should work so it's 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 kind of you know editing your your process at that point 
Actually, I think it's exactly spot on target. It's uh, it's it's fun, and the fact that you know you're your own business owner who you know you have needs, wants, and wish lists for your own business. You know, being being around since 2018, but there's also all of the other business owners that you see in your travels. You know, and that's that's a fair uh, sentiment that all of us really share here. Is it's kind of we're, we're kind of it's kind of the one one thread that holds us all together. Is we've all dealt with with these types of business owners for a number of years now, and we can all really attest to the fact that each one has their own kind of individual needs and and ways that are really going to be catered to them. So I I think I think it's a great point. But and and you now doing even a show like this, you know, I always was dreaming of doing my own show. I started doing this show during the pandemic. The studio that talkradio.myc has in New York, although I walked by it yesterday in my travels in the city, I've never even been in there. Like, this has all been done via Zoom. So, I, you know, I, again, there's no substitute for me for seeing people in person, face to face, shaking hands, which I'm thankful to have done with all three of you. Uh, but it's, you know, the fact that we are enabled to do this this way and to really share some good thought leadership and ideas via this type of medium is, is, is great. And I'm, I'm so happy to have you here to, to be sharing such thought leadership. Yeah. And, and I, I think I, I would love to give, um, you know, Vinny and Human Interest a, a quick shout out here as, as we come to the, the end of our segment. You know, I think we as business owners, you know, there's so many different fires to put out on, on a daily basis. And, I, and I'm sure you guys all find that as you deal with business owners. I don't want to be, you know, self-centered, but I think everybody has that common thread. And I think, you know, implementing, you know, a 401k to a business owner sounds very tiresome, just like it does, you know, purchasing insurance or, you know, dealing with the bank. Um, and, and I have to really say human interest after a, you know, half an hour introductory call, you know, and, and an hour worth of implementation, you know, you can have a 401k plan, which I think is, is, is really huge. You know, I, again, it's a daunting task. And I think what I love about the platform as well, and I, I'm, I'm Vinny, you can send me a check later, but what I love about the the, plat, the platform is, is that the employees have control. And I think as we all try to, you know, control our culture, you know, offer to our employees, and, and we have multi-generational employees as well, if the client, if the, if the team members or the employees feel like they have a little bit of control in the process and they can, and they can see the backside of things, they don't think it's this big employer plan where, you know, the, the, the business owners are, are, are making out like, like bandits and they, and they have no, there's, there's no transparency within, in the program. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm new with human interest, but, you know, looking at it from a, from a simplicity standpoint, it really solves the needs of, you know, small business owners. And, and that's the, the realm that we love to, to deal in because, you know, we love to deal with people where, where myself and my team always say we're, we're terrible salespeople because, you know, we don't technically sell. We just like to deal with people. And that's, you know, that's what I find with human interest. And I'm sure it's the same with Orange County, uh, with Orange Bank and Trust. Let's uh, let, let, let's give Anthony at Orange Bank and Trust a chance for some sound bites before we close out the show here today. So quick takeaways, weekend insight to make Monday impact, Anthony. All right. Like I just let everyone know, you know, if you don't view your banker as a trusted advisor, but you could call or text for advice and insight on topics such as the state mandate or, or, or anything else, you should ask, you know, your business colleagues to introduce you to, uh, to their banker, assuming they have that relationship. And if you are fortunate enough to have that relationship with your banker, please take full advantage of it. We're in the weeds. We're here to help. And we don't charge for our advice. And they've been around for a good long time, so you're bound to get some great perspective. Vinny, bring it home, baby. Give us some sound bites. 
would love to just end it with, uh, as a small business owner in New York or any other state with a looming mandate, just make sure you really look at and assess your options because with not just the legislation for mandates coming, but legislation to provide, you know, bailouts and resources for employers to provide those uh, retirement plans. There's a lot of options to make sure you get the right benefit for you, your company and your employees. So, uh, would love to have an opportunity to help any and all those folks with plans here at human interest, but, uh, there's a ton of great competitors out there and, and we'd love to serve as many as possible. Great sentiments. I would like to thank all three of you fine gentlemen for joining me here today. Great discussion. Great topic. Very informative. Calls to action. Let take, let's take the weekend insight. Make a Monday impact. That's a wrap for Always Friday in 2021. Have a very Merry Christmas. A Happy New Year. I'll be taking some time off the next few weeks. And we will see everybody in 2022 right here on talkradio.myc. Take care, everyone. run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. 
This channel features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 